Are you moving from the city to the suburbs and feeling a little apprehensive about leaving that city life? Or maybe you're already just settling into the suburbs and kind of missing that city life. Well, I'm here with Alexis Gold today, and we're here to break it all down and learn about her very candid and sometimes funny story. So here we go. You're listening to Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Designing a new home to be your family's sanctuary can feel impossible during the stress of moving. In this podcast, interior designer Jill Kalman shares practical advice, design wisdom, and lifestyle tips for anyone moving to a new home. You'll learn all about the psychology of a well-designed home and how to survive the move and thrive in your new life. Say goodbye to overwhelm and hello to a home you love to come back to every single time. Here's your host, Jill Kalman. Hi there. I am so excited to have Alexis Gold on the show with me today. I stumbled across Alexis from a page I follow on Instagram called Suburbs 101. And Alexis has started a new column with them. And her essays just grab you from the beginning. She's very candid and very funny. And she talks all about the transition from working in the city. She worked on Wall Street for many years. And talks about the transition of moving from the city to the suburbs and also that transition of Wall Street to mom. So I'm really happy to have her with us today. And let me tell you a little bit about her. Alexis Gold holds a BS from Cornell University, and she spent more than two decades on Wall Street, where she was a top-ranked analyst by Institutional Investor. While on the buy side, her creative writing was used to analyze companies, primarily in the retail space. Following the recent closing of her last fund, she decided to stay at home with her three small children. Her writing has been featured in Read 650 and offers a funny and brutally honest take on what life is like for a working mom in New York City slash turned unexpected stay-at-home suburban mom. So this should be a good one, guys. Grab your coffee or grab your cocktail, and here we go. Hi, Alexis. I'm so happy to have you with me today. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. I was so happy to find you. I found you on Suburbs 101, which is a page on Instagram that I follow and that I've worked with before, and I really like them. And I noticed you have this new column with them called I'm Just Saying. So I'll let you introduce yourself a little bit and a little bit about you, and then we can talk about the column and its message. I'd love to get into that with you. Yeah. Hi. So Alexis Gold, and I do have a column on Suburbs 101, as Jill said, called I'm Just Saying. And it's basically about a suburban mom who moved from New York City and is just trying to fit into this suburban life. I worked on Wall Street for a long time and found myself here. And I started writing a few years ago, something I always did as a research analyst and portfolio manager, and now have done in a very different way. I mean, I just try to have kind of a humorous take on the day-to-day life of what it's like being a mom of IF3, but, you know, a mom of any or just a person trying to make a change and start a new life. Yeah. What resonated with me so much about the first essay that I think they just launched it last week, right? It's new for them. Yeah. Was that the sense of humor that's infused in it, I think is great. 
Because, you know, listen, there's stress involved with a lot of different things and the sense of humor. It's just great. I just, I really loved your writing and I love the sense of humor. So is this going to come out weekly or monthly with them? How often is it going to come out? For the time being, it's going to be monthly. Although I think now that I actually dropped my kids at school for the first (laughs) time today, which was very exciting. And the piece I put out was actually about my kids potentially going back to school, which they did, but coming home and finding that my husband would still be here working from home, which he is, which (laughs) is very nice in some ways. But I don't know, for anyone that's used to sometimes having a little bit of space can also be a little bit frustrating at moments. And I uh, feel like now that they're back at school, maybe at some point I can get it to be weekly. Yeah, that would be great. And I imagine you're just going to cover a lot of different topics. There's so much to talk about, as we know, know, right? What's actually fun about writing it was I felt like most of the pieces I write and, you know, I try to, or I think have some kind of common element that we can all relate to, whether it's being cut in line and the pickup line at school or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it might be. But in this one, it was just about that feeling we've all had being home together for a really long time and about how that togetherness is great, but also, you know, started to just maybe feel like a lot from time to time. And I think, you know, I felt like everybody in their house has somewhere to go. Like my husband can go to his office and my kids each have their own room. And even though like we all have our own rooms and Mm -hmm. I just feel like, your kids can find you wherever you are. Like I go to my room and my husband comes and finds me with a question or is like poking around in the closet for something. And so it was about how like your space has really changed in recent times, like no matter who you are or what you've done. But I think for a long time, it didn't feel okay to be funny. And what was nice is I felt kind of good writing it because it felt like maybe there's a place where we can all find some humor again. Yeah. And I think that's good because I mean, you were, you're candid and you're funny. And so I think it's a great thing. And I think we do need that now. And like you said, we all need, you know, I am, I'm an introvert, which doesn't mean that I don't like people. It just means I derive my energy from alone time. So I love to be social. I was social all weekend. I had a blast with all my friends, but like I have a certain amount of social time and I just need some downtime, some alone time to reflect. And like even this weekend before we were having people over to socially distance on the deck and all that, like my husband needed me for this and my daughter needed me for that. And I was like, I just need like an hour where there's like no one around me, you know? And we all, I think we all do need that to a certain extent. So to just sort of, and I know that about myself now in particular, that that is where I get my energy from. So I sort of need that downtime. And so if you're somebody like that, yeah, COVID is a challenge. You need to sort of find a place in your house. And like you said, escaping from the kids. I mean, I remember those days where I'd be like, uh, I'm in the bathroom, but they'd even find me there. (laughs) Yeah, they find you everywhere. It's funny. So let's take a deep dive. You and I talked about it briefly is that when you leave the city and you come to the suburbs and some people talk about it, but not everybody talks about it, there's feelings of regret and it could be a passing or a fleeting feeling, or it could last a little longer. And, it, and it's a little, it's a mourning really for the city. And in one of your essays, you talk about quote, feeling dead inside in the suburbs. So I want to touch on that a little bit because it's a real, it's a real thing that people are, are facing. Yeah, you know, it was one of those things. So my husband and I and our three kids, who I literally were part of that equation, we moved to Westchester, New York in probably about seven years ago. My kids were pretty little at the time. And I did not want to leave it all. But I also felt like 
It was like we pretty much could have flipped a coin to go. It was one of those things that I was so tired of talking about. It was infused into every conversation, every play date, every everything we did. It was like everywhere I turned, people were asking what we were going to do about school. Were we, you know, applying to private school? Were we going to, you know, go to public school? Were we going to move? Were we going to stay? And I was so, so, so tired of talking about it. I just yeah. wanted to make some sort of decision. And yeah. my husband really, really, really wanted to leave. I think he just felt like I have twins that are well now in second grade and a daughter in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And at the time they were little and it was just, everybody kept saying, you have to leave, you have to leave. Now you have three kids, you have to leave, which clearly you don't at all. But yeah. I think he just felt like everybody kept saying that. He was like, I think they're right. We have to go. Kids need fields. I mean, it turns out I live in the smallest, smallest town on earth where there's like mm. two fields. But I felt like I was just so tired of talking about it. And it was going to be one of those things that either we were going to get divorced or we were going to go because one of us had to give. And I just felt like, I guess I could have fought, you know, fought a much better fight, but I just finally felt like if like the worst thing in life was that I was going to move to some really pretty place and live in a nice house. And I sort of still had a really nice life. And I really felt like it was just the kind of thing, like one of us had to give. And so it was me. And we kind of drew a circle around the city and said, what's the closest place we can go? We had some friends here and we said, all right, like, let's just do it. Except like I left the city, like in our minivan that I never wanted with like just tears streaming down my face, like so thick I couldn't see. Like it was terrible. Yeah. You seemed from reading your essays, because I've read other ones you wrote that weren't on, you know, (laughs) Suburbs One, you really are a city person and really devoted to it. And so, so you never felt that because a lot of people that I help, the impetus for them to move is they feel like they do need more space as their family grows. And they do feel like they want that suburban life. But you didn't get that inkling. It was really just more your husband and what people told you then, right? You didn't have that gut feeling, Well, right? You know, he had said, and I need to make it very clear, my husband is a really nice, very reasonable person who wasn't sure. like sitting there saying, we're going. And that's the end of it. I mean, he said like, let's stay for a few years. And I just felt like if the if at the end of the day, what we were going to do was leave, then Mm. I really didn't want to stay. I felt like why wait three years and make really good friends and then have to pull the plug. I felt like if what we were really going to do was stay for a few years and then go, then I would rather Mm -hmm. go and start to plant our roots elsewhere. So, you know, it was a choice that I made and probably preempted because had we stayed, he might've said, Oh, we're really happy. Let's just stay here. But I didn't feel like that's where we were going to end up. But I do think had we stayed longer and maybe we got more involved in the school process as we, you know, realized that maybe things would be easier elsewhere or my kids got really into certain sports that it would be easier for us to deal with them outside of the city. I would have felt different leaving, but having little kids in the city is easy. You push them around in a stroller and you put all their stuff like in the bottom of your up a baby and you walk to the park and it's magical. So, you know, your commute to work is really easy. And I was working at a job where I worked a lot of hours, but I, had been there for a very long time and basically gone and said to them, hey, when my kids are born, I'm going to come in three days a week and I'll work the other two days from home and I'll be available, but that's what I'm going to do. And they said, okay. So I really had like a very good setup that allowed for flexibility and no commute, you know, I walked to work and it was great. And I loved that. I mean, there were, you know, I watched the sunrise like over the buildings during the day and some people don't like big buildings, but I do. 
Yeah. So, no, the city was very romantic to you. It was like the Carrie Bradshaw interpretation, right? Yeah, you know, she I had so, this like great experience yeah. there. But I mean, yeah. I have to say, it took me. I mean, I made great, I made great friends here. It took me kind of until COVID to feel really good about being in suburbs. And wow. that's not to yeah. say I don't love it here. There have been great things about being here, and I wouldn't ever discourage anyone from coming because the schools are great, and my kids. I can't even tell you, like they are the biggest ambassadors for our town. There was a time we actually, so we moved here and I then found two apartments in the building that we had lived in and bought Mm -hmm. them and renovated them Mm -hmm. and planned to move back to them. Yeah. And until my husband then said, actually, we were like on a call with our therapist because I almost used her as a mediator. And then he was like, actually, we're not going. So that's how he told me. I was like, okay, well, now we really might get divorced. But um, <laughs> I, we didn't. We're still together. I mean, we've been together 23 years. And I do love him. So I'm thinking. <sighs> but yeah, my kids love, love, love being here. And that was a big reason. It was, it's, you know, the times I really thought about going back, I feel like yeah. one of five. And yeah. we're a unit. And they couldn't be happier. They run back and forth like between like our yard and the next door neighbor's yard. And we also have this really special life here. And during this last six months, we have a club down the street where the pool actually opened this summer and they could go and go swimming and play tennis and, and we could just walk there. And I felt like just having the yard and being able to run around and, there were just things that really made life here feel so much easier. And the community here was incredible and supportive. And my kids are actually in school today. So I know, um, I know. Complain about at all. So that feeling dead inside for you, that lasted, I guess it lasted, you know, a few years or more. And it was, I guess, a longing for all the conveniences in the other parts of the city, would you say? You know, I think for me, that it was probably more than anything, a longing for a life that was mm. never going to come back anyway. This yeah. like, life that yeah. you know, was pre-kids. My husband and I met when we were 22 or 23. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have, I'd had my oldest daughter when I was almost 36. Mm-hmm. And then my other kids when I was you know, going to be 39. And yeah. so we had a really long life together in the city before we had kids where we tried every new restaurant and we were members of the public theater and Carnegie Hall and Lincoln Center and went to shows and dinners and went away when we wanted. And then yeah. even when our kids were really little, like even though I think some people find and everyone feels differently, having little kids really hard because of the sleep and the labor involved. I have yeah. found having little kids pretty easy. Like they didn't need that much. Like you kind of bought, they were like generally pretty happy. Yeah. And they're pretty portable. You know what yeah. I mean? So like you can put them in the stroller, like you said. Yeah. So I found that piece of life actually right. Like we said, Hey, we want to go here for the weekend. You could take them. Like we didn't have to be on a school schedule. If we wanted to go on a vacation, we just still went when we wanted to go. And there wasn't this feeling like we didn't have, like, I have really, really good friends, but there weren't people in our lives that were there due to circumstance. Like we didn't have people that we just met because of school. And then we became friends or even like frenemies. Like we had people 
that like, you know, just like we just saw the people that we'd always seen that we'd like chosen to be with on a regular basis. Sure. Yeah. And yep. so I feel like it was more like probably a longing for that life that would never come back. Like, I just think I, as much as I knew life would completely change with kids, it was yeah. just, it was different. And, you know, my, my job changed, like that idea that I could get in at 630 in the morning and work till mm-hmm. eight at night. I could mm-hmm. have still done that. And people do still do that. And yeah. But that became much, much harder. So I became worse at yeah, my job. It wears on you. It, yeah. it wears on you once you have kids. And it's funny because as I read your essays, that's what sort of stuck out to me. I think, I mean, I think for sure you definitely had a longing for the city, but you refer to yourself, you know, as Dinks, the dual income, no kids for quite some time. And I relate to that. My husband and I were too. We got married young and waited to have our first baby. But, and I was looking at it thinking, you know, but really what, was so glorious was maybe the freedom of that lifestyle. It wasn't just the suburbs. You know what I mean? Like you had, like, as you just said, this freedom. And then even when your kids were really little, you still didn't feel encumbered, you know, by having a family in the city, it was really convenient for you, you know? Right. Exactly. So I often, like when I think about it now, I don't think it's that I miss the city as much as I've been in the suburbs longer like yeah. there are things I actually really like about being here. I have really grown to like the quiet. We still are able to walk a lot of places where we are, which I yeah. really like, but I actually don't mind driving that much. And some things are just more convenient being here. Yeah. And so like with your family now, if you were in the city, don't you think it would be different from when you were either without kids or when they were little? I don't know. And let's just say not, let's say even non-COVID, like take that out of the equation even. Yeah, they you might know? be in three different schools. And I, like this right. morning, even though, you know, I felt like I had this idea that this morning was going to be this perfect morning where I was so proud of myself. I labeled all of their school things and I got all their backpacks packed and made their lunches last night and did their snacks. And mm-hmm. I felt like, okay, it was going to be super organized this morning. So we would have this really nice relaxing morning where we were going to talk about the first day of school and none of it went that way. Like, Right. I, never my does. daughter was hysterical because her, you know, she wanted this perfect bun. And I am, I mean, my hair is just whatever. I brush it and that's how it looks for the day. <laughs> but she wanted her hair like, you know, a, a ponytail perfectly straight in the middle and then a bun. And she made me do it three times. And by then I was screaming at her like, I just, you know, packed your backpacks and did your breakfast and your lunch. And I am not a hairdresser. And <laughs> she was crying. And I, and then I started crying and I was like, Oh, I'm so stressed. And, you know, I haven't like done this in like six months. And if and then I divided it up in my head, I was like, well, I left an hour and an hour to like do like three lunches and backpacks and hair and this and that. I was like, oh, maybe like, a, maybe we actually need more time in the morning. But anyway, then we took pictures and everybody was fine. But my point is like in the city, we might be at three different schools trying to get to three different places and three different parts of town. Whereas, you know, I had to go to one place and drop three kids and actually my twins are in the same class now. So really I had to make like two little tiny stops like on a field to drop them off today. Yeah, no, I know it's it, there is once you get into the groove, then there's an ease that you find here as well. You know what I mean? It's like you get you get a routine, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, there is really like a and I and this does exist in the city. It's in a different way. I mean, clearly, like you have your neighborhood and you see the same whatever school you're at becomes your school and your people. But yeah. we live in a small town that has 
pretty like old school feel. And it was really nice to be there, run into people, although it is really hard to recognize people in masks is what I'm learning. I know. Me too. I've had a problem too. I'm going to have to dye my hair like purple or something. I know. But I feel like (laughs) I walked around and it was really, it was really nice to just like be out and see people again. It definitely is. It was nice. And you mentioned when we first started talking how you know, since COVID, that's when you really started to feel your comfort here. And, you know, obviously we've got a lot of people, people always were looking to move from the city to the suburbs, you know, when they had a family, obviously with COVID, it's been magnified. And as you know, the real estate market in these areas is going bonkers because of it. So I think there is some comfort people get maybe being in the suburbs. Do you think if you had moved now or, you know, you moved because of COVID, versus when you moved, you would have initially felt different about it or not necessarily? Yes, I think it would have felt different. And I think the other thing is different. I, you know, my kids were younger and were only just starting school. I think that makes a difference. Like I didn't have an, I think when your kids are in school, it's just so easy to meet people. It's just, these places are very, very welcoming. Yeah. People want to move here and want to make friends. I was also working a million hours when I first moved here. And that's not to say, I mean, we picked this town because there are tons of, you know, families with, you know, two working parents where we live, which I felt was really important for me. Like different towns have different feel. And like that Definitely. was where we are. That was very, very common. But I do think that had we moved now, yes, I would have felt very differently. I just think, you know, not only are we living through a pandemic, but I also think just my circumstance, it was just like the situation I was in life was just different then. So I think I would yeah. have felt very differently. I think there's some comfort people are feeling when they get here now. Not that they didn't before, but the contrast now is just greater, you know, and it's just different. Things have changed so much, as we all know. To shift gears a little, we're going to go into the design part of it a little. You mentioned in one of your essays on a few different occasions about, you quote, cycling through designers. So I wanted you to explain further some of your experiences, how that went for you, why you ended up with so many designers. And I think you mentioned even just doing a lot of different things in your house. You did so many different designs and different renovations. Oh, yeah. I have like a design and renovation addiction. (laughs) Like I really do. I say all the time, I'm going to be done with my house either when I move out or when I'm dead. And I also (laughs) am like kind of addicted to thinking I'm going to either buy a new house. So I've had my house not only because I bought these places in the city and that I was going to move back to them, but then I'll like, I've had my house on the market twice thinking I was going to move to a different house in town, which I didn't end up doing because I got very frustrated with that process too. But that's a completely different story, which I'm also happy to tell. But I feel like I'm the worst. I'm the worst design client. I actually don't (laughs) think I'm really the worst client. I think in theory, I should be a pretty simple, straightforward, easy client because I I have a fairly good sense of what I like and also what I don't like. So if you handed me some design book, I could go through it and not only am I consistent with what I do like, I'm pretty consistent with what I don't like. So That's really good. That's one of the first things I ask my clients. I sometimes want to know first what they don't like. But right. anyway, so go ahead. The first designer that I worked with, I bought these design books and I put post-its on every page and I wrote, don't like, don't like, don't like, do like, do like, do like. And so mm-hmm. I just wanted to give a sense. They, no one asked me to do that. I just sort of thought like, okay, this would be helpful, which I think it was. And that actually went very well. Yeah. 
But that was when I was in the city. And then that person moved to California, which was really too bad because they would have been very happy to work with that person again. Mm. But we did our whole place in the city and it was great. But then I moved here and I just, we did so much work on our house before we moved in. My house is a hundred years old. Yeah. And most of the houses in our town are. Mm -hmm. And so I then felt like, okay, but I loved all the stuff I had done. So I tried to transition with a lot of the stuff I had, which is Mm -hmm. good and bad. But then I also thought, well, I should live here for a little while first because it's different and the colors look different. Like actually that's an interesting thing just about moving from the city, like with the grass and the trees, like colors that looked one way in the city look different here and things that you thought you liked look different. I'm so glad Um, you mentioned that because I encourage people to live a little while in a new setting and a new home because people are very hasty just to get it all done. And some things you can do initially, but I like, I like that you said that. So go ahead. So I did do that. And then I loved my neighbor's house. And so I decided to work with her designer and I loved her. She was great, but I would say, okay, I like these, let's just say Navy. And so Mm -hmm. I'd say, okay, I want to do these three things in Navy. Like just find me three things and then I'll pick one, which we would do. And I feel like, you know, we would come up with a budget and then, but then I would feel like I would open the invoice and it would be like 16 times what I thought it was going to be. So I didn't quite understand, you know, I wasn't saying like pick three things, but look through 4,000 to find me those three things. Like I'm not that particular. So right. I just want to see three things in sort of like three different price ranges. And I don't need it to be like the perfect, perfect, perfect Navy, just kind of Navy. So right. I got super frustrated and I was like, well, okay, let's like finish this one thing. I'm going to pay this invoice. But I just think like, I've like now said this several times, this is probably not the right relationship for me. So now I'm going to find somebody else. And then right. I would... <laughs> And I had different people for different things. Like I wanted my shelves done. So I'd be like, oh, I think like this other person is better for doing accessorizing. And then I Mm -hmm. needed my sunroom done and I found somebody for that. But then she was busy for the next thing. Or maybe she just didn't want to work with me. I have no idea. But (laughs) I feel like then I decided I wanted to do my kitchen. And I kind of really, really, really wanted to do it myself. So I... I actually did. And I really like my kitchen. But like my master bathroom, I did when we moved in. And then I did it again. And then I got this architect. I don't know. I just feel like, I think because in the city, we like took our apartment down to like a giant like box that had nothing in it. Yeah. And then I had this designer and this architect and they worked together and we sat and we did everything and then they rebuilt yeah. it and it was perfect. Yeah. When you but, have a team, it makes a difference for sure. But then when I moved here and we like kind of did it and then I feel like I've been trying to recreate this feeling of it being that. Yeah, but by not doing it all at the same time, I'm not quite getting there. So at some point, I some point it will be, but it also huh, gives me something to do. So no, I know, I'm kind of enjoying know. it. Yeah, it's hard to pull it all together. But you mentioned it so much, I was like, obviously, we have to talk about that. I'm in the design world know, and all of that, and and there's very different experiences, you know. And it also is very much based on, I think, like one recommendation I give people, whether they're going to hire me or somebody else, just you know, it's got to click. You know, it's just got to click. It's just like human beings, right? We click with some people and don't with others. And that's part of it, not all of it. I mean, for you, you click with that one designer and then you just got a gargantuan bill. And, you know, that's really about communication up front and how things are charged. You know, I never like to send surprise bills. I hate it, actually, because I don't like getting them. And I don't like sending them because I don't like somebody feeling that way. 
So I'm much more transparent, like, here's how it's going to go, because I hate that. But, you know, it just depends. Everyone has their own, you know, as you know, by working with so many people, there's no one standard in the industry, which can be difficult, I think, for the client, which is why I've tried to streamline mine to be, you know, much more meeting the client where they are rather than the client meeting me where I am. It's like, I need to service where you are and what you want, you know? So I think that that's an important thing. Yeah. And I feel like, right, that's one of the things I felt like I did, but may not have done. So I feel like that is absolutely, I feel that that's what I say about everything else. Just like set all of the rules up front. Yeah, exactly. You know, and as, as, you know, working in in any business that I've had, I like to do that. Why surprise somebody? That's no fun. None of us like it. Yeah. So why do it? I mean, unless it's a surprise to the downside, then it's great. Well, exactly. And that can happen. But was your apartment in the city more modern? Like architecturally, was it a lot different? So like, could you transfer a lot of the stuff you did in the city to here? Or were you working with two really different architectural Um, types? It was was pretty transitional. So it did actually translate fairly well. Yeah. Weirdly, like some of my spaces in the city were bigger. So things I had in certain places didn't work as well here. Yeah. And then, you know, different spaces, you have things that fit to go a certain way. And then, you know, now that was 10 years ago, 12 years ago that I did that. So things change too. So well, yeah, styles change and stuff. I was just curious architecturally how different, you know, you were dealing with. Yeah, no, it wasn't so different. Do you think you'd ever move back to the city? At any point, I don't know if you feel like your kids would have to be older to do it or in college or empty nest or before. Do you think you'd ever go back to the city? No, I mean, I think that uh, this is another thing we talk about all the time is like where we're going to end up. And I feel like I always thought that we would go back after our kids graduated from high school or college. But Mm. now I think, you know, right, maybe we end up with a smaller place in the city. I think what's changed that in a weird way for me and I think at some point life will go back to more normal, but is Uber because every time I'm in the city, mm-hmm. I feel like even if we had a place there, it's just so much easier to go home. I only live about half an hour from the city Yeah, that I feel like it's not like I'm usually leaving the city. If I've gone out in the city, which I haven't done in a really long time, but yeah. in the case where we're all back to some sort of more normal and we're out and about in the city, yeah. Let's imagine I've gone to dinner on a Friday night and it's 11 o'clock or something and I'm coming home. The traffic isn't bad. I no. usually just want to come back to my own house. So yeah. And Us too. Yeah. And it's not like I'm driving. I've usually, I'm usually taking an Uber home. And yeah. I feel like that to me has just been life-changing in being able to get in and out of the city. So I- yeah always thought like, oh, it'd be so nice to have a place here. And then we could just stay. And maybe when our kids are out of college or in college, like I will Mm -hmm. feel differently about that. Yeah. But I feel like actually it could be different. It could just be more that we enjoy going out more in the city, but then we really like coming home. And I, the longer we've been here, the more I feel like this really is the place that my family lives and they're happy And it will be really nice for them to be able to come back here and come to a place that they call home. And they probably, I don't know what life is going to look like. Maybe they'll want to live in a city. Maybe they won't. I feel like this is changing things for a lot of people. Their feelings about cities are different. Definitely. And I mean, the thing about where you live and even where I live, I'm about an hour out of the city. But like sometimes 
like we'll contemplate if we're going out in the city, do we get a hotel? And it's like, we'd rather just come home, you know? And yeah. there's even, we have the train service here is really nice. And, you know, so prior to COVID, it obviously now with COVID, it's a little bit different, but it's not so hard, but you do get the best of both worlds in a lot of respects by being in that proximity, you know? Yeah, we feel the same way. This has been amazing. And what I'd love to do is wrap up by having you give some of your best advice or tips, serious, candid, funny, which whatever you want for people who are making that big move from the city to the burbs. What kind of advice would you have? My best piece of advice is, is actually, if you're moving, I think you should rent for, if you can. And I know mm-hmm. everyone says this is hard to do, mm-hmm. but if it's possible, and I know a lot of the real estate brokers, maybe listening to this won't like this advice, but I would try to rent for a while. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. everybody. Well, but I really think that, I mean, and I think like long-term, if you're like, you're happy, like clearly like buy your place. But I feel like I was so anxious to like get to where I was and just feel like settled yeah. and buy a place. But I do think that there are really nuances to like each place and what you think you want when you get somewhere might yeah. not be exactly yeah. what you want. So you might think you want to be right across the street from the school. And then you might realize like, that's actually like a much busier street than you thought. Or you might think that walking to school is going to be the most perfect thing. And then you might realize that like you live in a small place, having like a little bit of privacy, a little bit further away is more what you want. Or you might think like you need this really giant house because you've come from this small apartment and you need all of this space and you might need actually less space than you think, or you might think you need a giant yard and your kids don't need as big a yard as you think a lot of the time. So I just feel like just getting to, even if you just do it for a few months, like a lot of places, you know, at least where we live, there's a place a lot of people live when they're doing renovations and you can rent month to month, even if you just do it for like a couple months or if you don't find the exact perfect house settling for what you don't really want, like Mm-hmm. You will actually probably find what you want. And also I feel like if you lose out on a house, like what I have learned is there is always, 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 always another one. So I wouldn't always. get too hung up on yeah. that. We lost out on houses and yeah, exactly. Yeah, like You're you right. Will, you will end up with something that you will love and be really happy. I mean, look at me, like I'm really happy and I love where I am, even though yeah. it's taken me a really long time. <laughs> so I would say if possible, rent, even though you don't think you want to, because it might turn out to be the best decision that you've made, even though I didn't actually do that. No, and I think that's good advice. And you know what? Rentals got really popular with COVID because some people initially thought, well, we just need to leave the city temporarily, right? Because at the beginning, we didn't know, right, how long this was going to be. And other people were like, well, I need to just have a year or whatever it is. And I think that's really smart advice. And also what you say about like, not buying too big of a home or too big of a yard because what also comes with that, and I talk about it in one of my other podcasts, is you know, you've got to maintain all of that and you've got to be prepared to just it's not even just the money, it's a lot of time and energy to, you know, get everybody scheduled and get, you know, you've got to be prepared to maintain all of that. So it's important, you know, and then with the house too, the biggest challenge my clients say is like, I have all this extra space to furnish, you know, and just make sure it's it's all space in a home you're going to use. I did have a client who they definitely overbought and they were trying, trying, trying with this house for so long. And finally, she homies like, she's like, we have to sell it. It's just too much house for us. And it was a beautiful, beautiful home. And it was a family of four, but it was really, really big. And there were whole ends of the house they weren't using. And even if we furnished them, probably weren't going to, you know, and it just became cumbersome at that point. You know, there's all so many different things to consider. Like you said, the neighborhood, all that. I mean, some people know exactly, oh, I want to be in this town, you know, 
and, and you mentioned even the town you chose had to do with like working families and all that. So sometimes people have an inkling or they know, but I think that's a really good piece of advice for sure. And I actually have one other piece of advice. Oh, please. As okay. many. <laughs> because the other thing I would say is I feel like when you get to wherever you're going, one of the things you really want is to get to where you're going and make a ton of friends and be really involved. And I would say, take a few months and kind of hang back because mm -hmm. you will get to a point where you know everybody or as many mm -hmm. people as you want to, and you can be involved in as many things as you want to be the PTA, the whatever book clubs or drinks that happen on whatever night, but there's yep. only a short period of time where you can get to your town and be a little bit anonymous. Mm -hmm. Like these towns have a real community and a life of their own. You might not believe it when you first get there because you're going to feel like everybody knows each other and you're going to want to know everybody. But I'm telling you, you will know everybody. So mm -hmm. you should really enjoy that beginning time when you can actually just enjoy a little bit of anonymity and enjoy your house and your family and just kind of, you know, figure out like, what you need to do and where you want to be and get a drink with your husband or go mm -hmm. to a dinner and you will absolutely make friends and maybe the friends you make at first won't be the friends or the group that you stay with. Not because anyone's not nice. It just mm -hmm. takes some time to like figure out who your crew is, but yep. I don't know. It's, a, it's sort of nice to maybe not rush in and just kind of like let it happen. I think that's such a good Excellent piece of advice, because the other part, too, is don't forget moving anyway, whether it's from city to suburbs, whatever it is, even in the same zip code, even it's stressful and you're overwhelmed. And I remember when I moved, I was so overwhelmed because we had like a stressful closing with the old house and getting in this house. And I had a toddler and I was tired. And it was nice in the beginning, having a little bit of that time to sort of settle in and find my groove with it. So I think that's really nice advice. Yes, because I feel like I, I just remember getting here and feeling like, okay, we're here. Like everyone's going to just be friends. And it, it <laughs> doesn't work like that. Just like, no. just, you know, just, I don't know. And you, but you will be. So yeah, it I does happen. It does. it does. It does. And then you're like, wait, now I have every single night of the rest of my life booked. So right. Take so. some time and just do a puzzle. Exactly. As I mentioned in the beginning, that's how I get my energy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't have every night booked. Yes, but, me neither. Um, yeah. I'll close the show. And we always put everything in the show notes of we can tell the listeners where to find you, your best platforms, whatever. Suburbs 101, definitely follow her column, which is amazing. And we'll put that in the show notes there on Instagram. And then any other contact information you want to leave for us would be great. Yeah. My Instagram is at read on gold. And then I have a piece on read 650 that actually comes out this week. I think they're putting out the recordings and I think they just put them out in a book this week. That's on Amazon. I probably have the link and I think that's it. That's great. Thank you so much for being here. I think this will really help a lot of people. I think there's a lot of feelings that go on that maybe some people don't want to talk about. Because like you said, oh, how can I complain? I'm moving to like a nice area with a house, right? But there's stuff that happens and it causes a lot of feelings. And, and I think it's really good to talk about them. So thank you so much for shedding light and being so candid about it. Yeah. And um, I want to make a uh, shout out to all my friends and tell them I'm really, really happy here. And then I'm really grateful to have them. So just end with that. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm so happy to hear that. Thanks, Alexis. Anyway, and I'll, thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye.
So I hope you're enjoying this show. I know for me, it's been amazing. And I love connecting with all the guests I've had on and connecting with you, the audience. So it's still a young podcast. And so in celebration of that, I want to announce a second giveaway promotion. I am going to be giving away one of my online one-to-one digital services. It is a $500 value. It is ideal to help you if you are moving and need to start getting some decorating done for your home. So all you have to do to win is subscribe, rate, and review this show, and I will pick someone at random. It will probably be selected within the next four to six weeks. So make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. I would love to hear from you, and I hope you're enjoying the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Head over to jillcalmaninteriors.com to learn more about designing a beautiful new home while minimizing the stress of moving. See you back here next week.